How you doing, folks? And welcome to another episode of the Green Machine Podcast, back with another episode of our 2002 World Cup series. So I'm joined today by David and Martin. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're veering a little bit away from the, the Irish team. We're actually going to cover all of the 2002 World Cup as, as a whole because we've spoken about Saipan, we've spoken about Ireland's involvement, but the one thing that we might forget is that it was a, an interesting World Cup, an intriguing one, uh, full of controversy, full of... Um, uh, how should we put it? Uh, um, I wouldn't say match fixing. Uh, kind of uh, rumored match fixing. Um, yeah, allegations. Al- alleged work, match yeah. fixing. Yeah. yeah, and 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 a few other bits along the way, lads. I mean, both of you are a lot older than me, like a a, a lot older than me, and and you've lived <laughs> through, you've lived through a lot more World Cups than me. Where does this one rank before we launch into it? Because for me. I'm always going to be biased. This is the first one I remember with with Ireland in it, and and it has a very very special place in my heart. And and one of the I suppose France '98 is the first one I remember. But but this one, it was the color, it was um the fact as I said Ireland were in it. It was the drama. It was all the upsets. So mm. special one for me. But I know you guys might have a little bit of a different opinion. I think if Ireland wasn't in it, it would have been one of the worst for me. I didn't think the quality was there. Um, the reason why there were so many upsets was because all the big teams um, were ravaged by the extra round, the extra knockout round of the Champions League. Extra group, extra group. Uh, sorry, extra uh, group phase, which was outraged when you think about it. Massive money spent for the clubs, obviously for the gate receipts when they were still you know, the major source of income for, for clubs back in the day. Not like now, it was completely solely TV. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think for me it wasn't really a showcase of the great players, um, other than Brazil. Really, uh, we had one really great player at the time, and <laughs> he fucked up. Who was that? <laughs> D- 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 Damien Duff, was it? No, it was Colin Healy. No, just ah. yeah, um, it Mark Kennedy, Mark, yeah, oh, poor Mark. No, honestly, uh, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a patch of 98, France 98 was superb. Um, that was a shock victory for France, but the best players in the world really came to light. Zidane, even Ronaldo had a, had a great tournament until the final when he wasn't very well. Uh, the original Ronaldo, it was a, it was a fabulous tournament. That Dutch team, Batistuta, Ortega before he headbutted Edwin van der Sar and completely fell off the face of the footballing earth. This one, it was literally just about Brazil, and yet you had some, you know, Italy, uh, you know. Takes a lot for me to shed a tear for Italy after Scalacci 1990, but uh, yeah, you know, that they had all the stuff going against them with South Korea with alleged match fixing. Now, what wasn't not for me, Clive? Um, it wasn't a great, <laughs> was not a great World Cup. What about, what about you, Martin? Because we we both kind of watched the, the review back today, yeah. Look, I, I, I thought it was a fantastic World Cup, but I think I'm kind of well, you know, tainted by the fact that I went to it. So that's why I, I'm I, here, I lads. There. Um, like, get your roast in a glass and snap on half. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it is that though. To be honest, Ireland were in it. I think it was a very unusual World Cup. I mean, thinking back and looking back at it, it, it was really a redemption tournament for so many kind of teams in it as well. You had the situation with, uh, you know, Ronaldo after '98 when it all went horribly wrong for him in the final that time. You know being the leader of Brazil, basically, and, and coming to the fore as a, the world-class talent that year, and, uh, you know, undoubtedly he was, um, and he proved that on the world stage. A fantastic Brazil side. It was nice to see a host team do well. Okay, they did, did so in, um, you know, controversial circumstances, but that was brilliant. It got everyone behind the kind of tournament as well, see, as well seeing an underdog do, do so well for them, for their country. Um, some incredible goals. You know, we also had England. Some amazing goals. Fantastic goals in it, you know, and lots of goals as well, I think. And, um, you know, I, I just thought it was a good tournament, but I probably had two experiences of it, to be honest, because I was there for, for half of it. And then I went home and I had the kind of experience that people who weren't there obviously had, which was watching matches in the morning, mid-after, you know, early, early midday and stuff. So, which was an unusual experience for us, kind of Westerners yeah. as it was. So, um <laughs> You know, that was the situation for it. So I, I kind of, it was in a way, it feels like two World Cups for me because I was there and also watched it when I got home. So, um, but but I thought overall it was a good tournament and you always remember your kind of early tournaments or, or the first one you go to and that was the first one I went to. So, um, 
yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and you know, I, I'm looking forward to obviously covering it here in a bit more detail. Yeah, well, Martin was over there. I was in school and poor David was doing his fucking leaving cert. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't actually. Oh, I thought you were. No, I was supposed to, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There you go. But look, it worked out well for you. You're you're the you're the anchor of the green machine. There you go. Yeah, anchor so, or wanker? Uh, well, the the anchor wanker, I would say. Probably a bit about yeah, a little from column A and uh, head, head wanker, head yeah. wanker. I'm the assistant wanker. So just a little um, just a little background into the World Cup itself and how it kind of came about. So um, Japan and Korea initially were bidding against each other in 1996 with Mexico, and there was a lot of kind of political unrest and 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 so on. I mean, uh, David, you you know more about the the history of. You know, Korean and Japan relations and, and war and, and, and so on. You seem to like, apparently you like war. So um, I'm, I'm sure you have a, a decent background in that. But it was three separate bids. And then eventually they decided to, to bid together and they invested a huge amount into the stadiums. I mean, even looking back, lads, the aesthetic of that World Cup. Like it's probably up there with the best, isn't it? It's kind of that Japanese uh, efficiency that... Um, aesthetic brilliance it, it was just so colorful uh, more colorful than than many world cups i mean if you look at usa 94 i mean not that i remember it or anything i mean that was a real showcase but even how green the pitches were i know that sounds absolutely ridiculous but they they almost look like carpet didn't they and the, the stadiums are state of the art i remember there was one i think up in sapporo which is like north uh, japan it's it's kind of a snowy region and um i think that the pitch would retract from Mm. Um, from outside the stadium back into the stadium, and then they had you know like um, retractable roofs and, and and mad kind of um, mad technology there. I'm going to give you my three. Right, this should be a pop up. Actually, it should be a post. Its own post. But I'm going to give you three Davies three requisites <laughs> for a good World Cup. Even though I'm not a fan of it, really. War World Cup. Well, well, we had that in abundance, really, in the background. But no, no, no. I'm going to shock you, uh, Nick. First of all, television angle. The angle has to be spot on because obviously it's the host broadcaster. Angle has to be spot on. The graphics have to be good. And the nets. The nets Mm -hmm. have to look good. I thought the The, nets were all the same, no? No. uh, Different World Cups. um, Different, well, different tournaments have their own style of net, whatever. Now, I liked the, the angle was grand. The nets were fine. Mm, graphics are a bit boring, that grey sort of thing, but oh, oh, whatever. I like them. Sorry to come in, Dave, but I really like them because it was kind of that circular, um, it's oh, almost like know. a almost like a video game s kind of graphic. Like it was the circular yeah. kind of um, sphery flag, you know, whenever the the scores came up or whatever. I I love yeah. that. I yeah, think they kept right. it for a few years. The it ball as awesome. well, lads. Beautiful ball, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, the FIFA Nova, wasn't it? Or the terror? Yeah. Was it the FIFA Nova? Yeah, FIFA I actually. Nova, yeah. I actually, funny enough, uh, we we got one of those and we thought it was the real one. It, it was sort of like it, 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 we got it from Champion Sport to Lifestyle. We all bought it, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't the real, you know, the way you could buy the, the proper professional version. Yeah. But I remember I was playing up in the park and I caught one. Beautiful. Like Mar Holland, actually. Not long on the <laughs> ground, man. And I tell you what, I kicked the ball back in those days. It absolutely floated. Now, one of the goals were incredible. Because yeah. that thing floated. It was just, if you caught it correctly, doesn't matter who was in goal. They just did not stand my, a chance. My buddy Marcus, um, we used to go to Portugal every year. His, his, his folks had a, a house there. And he actually bought the ball. And he had a little green out the back. And there was actually a football pitch behind that. And it was like, a, it was a, such a lovely spongy ball. It was around the time. Do you remember, do you remember just before the World Cup, there was the, the Nike ad? And yeah. um, it was Cantona. Cantona was like the referee. A bit less conversation. They, yeah, a little less. Yeah, yeah, they were playing like they were playing on a boat, but it was almost like they were in prison, and it was like three yeah, or four or so. Yeah. yeah, and and it was all the like you know yeah, there was loads of Korea. Yeah, but the great thing was there was loads of Dutch players, and obviously they weren't going. But you remember the ball? It was like a, it was a metallic ball. But I remember growing up, or not growing up, but I remember that year, and everyone said, "Oh, there's there's metal inside the ball. There's a ball of metal inside the ball, and it's it's really sore to kick." <laughs> that was that was a Nike one, but that's one one of the ads that 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 kind of stands out for me, you know, um, at the time. So just a few uh, fun little facts, I suppose. So it was the first World Cup outside of Europe and the Americas, and of course, it was the first one to be hosted in Asia. It's the only one since, isn't it? I suppose you can kind of count Qatar if you're going for confederations. Um, 
in terms of the teams who made their first appearances, China, Ecuador, Senegal, and Slovenia, it was Ireland's third and, and the last for now. Um, and there, there was, you know, a lot of talk kind of in the build-up around various things. While we're on the, the topic of fun facts, lads, you know my fun fact of the, uh, of the tournament, and it involves Ireland. Who wants to take that one for me? Bit of homework for you. Or yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, it's a good one. I, I didn't really think about it to be honest, but yeah, very interesting. Go, Go on, on, Martin. All right, uh, Kelly and Hart are the only uncle and nephew to play together at a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, good little fact that. Nice little bit of trivia. Um, yeah, be a while before that's broken. I think you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jamie and Hart was shy for Ireland, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and Kelly wasn't any too clever either but you know yeah <laughs> ah, hard, hard had a big yeah, hand in getting us that, there yeah. the poor fella poor yeah, fella he also, had a, also every goal against us came down his side and he was arguably a fault for every one of them but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who's counting lads eh the brothers uh, glasses over there poor hearty poor hearty so in the build up lads so we spoke about that uh, that Canton ad uh, do get people to I do uh, challenge people to watch that one the Nike ad it was, it was brilliant but um Metatarsal, we all became very familiar with that, didn't we? David Beckham was injured uh, just kind of a couple of months leading up to the, the World Cup itself. And that was a huge talking point, wasn't it? Because he, he, he was coming off a brilliant season, Manchester United. He'd scored that goal for England against Greece that got them there. It was, it was kind of one of the main talking points before the World Cup, wasn't it? Until Roy Keane managed to, to take all the attention. Yeah, didn't uh, Keane do his metatarsal? Yeah. And Gerard was out of the tournament. Nicky Butt, I think, was out of the tournament as well. No, but 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 uh, when no, no. but 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 when but um but yeah, Jared um yeah, Jared was out of it Skulls, altogether. Yeah, did, did he do his manatee? Was he out? No, skulls went. No, skulls skulls and football went. Yeah, I know it, he it was a... just an injury that did start popping up quite regular. Yeah. Then as soon as Beckham got it, everyone started claiming they had it, and there was controversy with the boots. The boot, well, they thought yeah, they thought it was the the Preds, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. but that they... that's because Craig Johnson, the the guy that invented it, the former Liverpool player. Uh, the Aussie lad, he actually said that it was the predator because he came up with the in- initial concept of it, and obviously, you know, Adidas had taken it and the, and modified it, and he reckoned it was too. The boots were too tight. They were because we're trying to make the boot as close to your foot as possible. Basically, yeah. that was the whole thing. So they were too tight, so there was no give when you connected with the ball, which you know m- makes sense to be fair. Well, they those oh, rub- rubber bits, didn't they? That that was meant to be the the ball curl. Yeah, a little fun fact for you there, Craig Johnson, you know, obviously designed the Predator boot, but very prominent in Irish football history. You know, in the Finding Jack Charlton uh, film, a lot yeah. of the footage of the team around the fountain and stuff is actually mm. belongs to Craig Johnson. He built, he was covering the World Cup for FIFA at the time, and he had a camcorder, oh. and he followed the Irish team, basically. So a lot of that footage is his. Gabriel Clark, who was the producer of that film, tracked down Craig Johnson when he was told by... I think Noel Quinn and a few of the players that, oh, Craig Johnson was always around us filming. You should contact him. And they basically contacted him and he said, that video footage is all in storage. I've never even looked at it. It might have nothing on it. It might be really good or not. And they got it out of storage, looked at it, and that's where they found that incredible footage of them all singing around the fountain. So Craig Johnson is linked to Irish football. Here's another yeah. bit, of, bit of a knowledge, um, fun fact around Craig Johnson. Do you know he's actually on standby <laughs> to play for England? I didn't know that. Yeah, they wanted who, him to play for England. Yeah. Who was the other Aussie guy that played for England? Dorigo, was it? Tony Dorigo, yeah. Tony Dorigo, yeah. yeah. Oh, was he Aussie? Yeah. I didn't know he was Aussie. Spurs. Yeah, well, Aussie, Aussie born. Yeah. So keep your Spurs. West there? Ham, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Craig Johnson. Leeds, wanted Leeds, him to play they? For Leeds, Dorigo. Yeah. Probably all yeah. of them back then. But yeah, they wanted him. <laughs> England wanted him. And they were slagging us at the time. Um, you know, but, but anyway. Yeah, they only, well, now they take our players, don't they? So. <laughs> <laughs> so just just another one so look we're, we're not going to go into Saipan we've done our episode in Saipan do check that out uh, episode 4 of the World Cup series but there was another Saipan-esque incident that uh, a lot of people forgot about so Slovenia um, it was, as I said it was their first uh, appearance in the World Cup and they played at the, the previous Euros hadn't they in, in the Netherlands mm-hmm. and, and Belgium so they had a nice little team and they, they this guy called um, Zlatko Zajevic so he's playing for Benfica. I think he played for Porto a bit as well. He was he was one of the really really top midfielders in in Europe at the time, and he was their star man. He was kind of their their national icon 
I think they had like I think they've like a couple of tennis players and and that kind of thing. Well, back then they did anyway. And I think basketball is really big in Slovenia. But at the time, this guy was the poster boy of Slovenia, and they were obviously going to their first World Cup. He was he was going to be the man who was going to spearhead them. He he gotten them there. The whole thing. Um, strange one. It was as I said, Saipan esque. But when we look at this, and and this is something I only kind of kind of found out more, you know, a good few years after. Um, it, it kind of shows how wrong things could have gone for Ireland. So just to give you the background, so Zajovic, as I said, star player, really, really important player. Uh, Slovenia played their opening game against Spain, and they lost 3-1. Uh, Zajovic was subbed by the manager, so Sreko uh, Katanic, who's, who actually went back to manage Slovenia in recent years. He was quite a young manager at the time. And Zajovic obviously didn't, uh, didn't respond well to being taken off. And then kind of after that, kind of on the training ground and so on, th- there was a big bust up, a big argument. There was rumors that there was punches thrown, that there was a big scrap and the whole lot. But Zajovic um, eventually ended up getting sent home, uh, even though he played one game. Um, Kadanec actually uh, left the job. I don't think he was sacked, but he left the job, job. And I think he went to manage either Panthenaikos or Olympiakos, one of, one of the two. Not like me not to do my research, lads, is it? But... Um, <laughs> But Slovenia were expected to get out of that group. It was South Africa, Paraguay, and Spain. So they, they weren't expected to get past Spain, but they were expected to, to get over the line ahead of South Africa and Paraguay. Paraguay did go through. Um, they capitulated after that. So it just shows you how wrong Saipan oh. could have gone for us, doesn't it? Now, this was in the middle of the tournament, but similar circumstances, isn't it? Star player, um, the guy who got them there, and um, unrest between him and the manager. Have, have you allowed to ever watch the official uh, FIFA World Cup thing? The official movie of this tournament. Watch the yeah, review, so, yeah. 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 Uh, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I call it a movie now, but... <laughs> the, well, uh, FIFA basically have an official movie of every World Cup. Like, it's an actual... And they, they, they do, yeah. And they, they get brilliant narrators, don't they? Yeah. Like, really world-famous kind of people. Like David, 19... David Dawn and... Oh, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mark guess. I, I am I am available. Um, they had oh, who did he have? They had the equalizer guy for Italian ninety. Edward uh, Woodward. That's the one, yeah. I remember that. But anyway, but the official one of this, right? <laughs> I remember at the time, I there was a special offer going on. If you collected all the newspapers, you could you went into the um to the, to the shop and you got your you got your free DVD, and I collected every single one of these DVDs. And I remember watching this one. I said, I couldn't wait to watch this because of Ireland and all that. And Ireland very rarely gets a mention. Actually, Ireland's not even mentioned in it, right? That includes Saipan. That includes the whole thing until the Spain game, and we go out on, on penalties. We are not mentioned at all in that movie. And I was showing this to my mate. Remember, we had a few cans on us. Frank, if he's listening, he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And I remember saying, when Ireland never gets a mention, ever, we're so underrated, we never get a mention of anything, and it drives me mad. And I think, no, don't be sitting and played in this movie. He couldn't believe it. They mentioned this guy as Zavich, um, Zahovich, whatever his name is. Zavich. Zavich. They mentioned this guy, right? Okay, he plays for Benefica. (gasps) Wow. Before they didn't even mention the Roy Keane thing until they went, oh yeah, Ireland without their talisman, Roy Keane. <laughs> Probably because it was during the tournament, no? No, I mean, but like, surely that was the big. That was the big. Um, you know, That's if you're coming, Ireland, Cup, yeah. you cannot tell the story of the 2002 World Cup without the one of the best players in the world at that time, certainly best midfielder and captain, and captain of the biggest club in the world, and captain of and and you know, captain of. Uh, Ireland as well, having a massive bust up. It was it was front page news all over the world. Not a mention of that, and only a mention of Ireland. Not even the the one one against Germany and Oliver Kahn being absolutely immense against Ireland. By the way, he say, and that's what May said because that was a massive yeah. disservice to him. Even if you didn't want to, you know, uh, blow our horn, you are. But it was, just, it was just inc- it was just incredible. You mentioned this guy <laughs> for Roy Keane, which was I just found that astounding. So shame on you, FIFA. Yeah, corrupt bastards. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have said that, David. No to go <laughs> to gate. Yeah. No to go to gate. <laughs> yeah. Now the the thing about this World Cup, lads, plenty of upsets, and and the first upset came in the first game, didn't it? Senegal beating the holders, France one nil. 
Uh, so Papa Boo with Diop scoring that goal. Unusual goal, wasn't he? he? Kind of he was on the ground and just kind of sliced it in, didn't he? And then on top of that, you'd France, you'd Argentina, and Portugal exiting in the group stages, and Italy, of course, getting knocked out in the last sixteen. So we're we're going to talk about that a little bit in the next few minutes. And Senegal, just just in terms of, I suppose teams who, you know, surprised everyone. So Senegal, of course, I mentioned already. Uh, Turkey, the USA, Japan, and South Korea, all kind of the surprise packages of that competition. You could probably put us in that category given everything that went on, but we didn't get a mention from FIFA, so we better not mention it here. So just a few games to know. We'll fly through the group stages. I'm not going to go through every single um, every single match, but just some of the, the, the games of note, and I'm, I'm not going to cover every game of note, but just a few this today. So, of course, that Senegal game, the, the 1-0 over France. Senegal's 3-3 draw with Uruguay, a couple of cracking goals in that one. Brazil's 5-2 win over Costa Rica. South Korea's 1-0 win over Portugal. So, of course, that secured their place in the knockouts. And, of course, Portugal were probably one of the best teams in the world at the time because they just pipped us to the top spot, didn't they? Germany's 8-0 win over Saudi Arabia. That was the, the highest-scoring game in the whole World Cup. Of course, that was just before they played us. England's 1-0 win over Argentina. Yep, I have to mention them. Unfortunately. So, yeah, so this was, uh, this was kind of... Um, Redemption, wasn't it? I suppose it's worth chatting about this for a minute, but this is kind of redemption for England, wasn't it, after after France 98? Their first victory over Argentina in a, in a World Cup since 1966. And, of course, there was the whole beef about uh, the hand of God in, in 1986 and then David Beckham's red card at the penalty shoot-off loss in, in 98. Um, I watched this in the computer lab in my primary school. Um, and... I remember my teacher absolutely fuming and he was like terrible penalty by Beckham, terrible penalty, you know, but they, but they still got by that. That was a, that was a bit of a painful one to have to listen to for the next few weeks. Wasn't it lads? It, it was actually a pain. Well, it was not as painful as it was to watch it. It was a dreadful game. I thought, um, I think Beckham died for that actually. I think that was pointed out by, uh, uh, Amy Dunphy on the analysis, um, who, as we all know, uh, got sent home, <laughs> as did Roy. Or did he walk out, Martin? I, I, I can't remember. Uh, oh, anyway, and uh, yeah, I remember that was a terrible game. England without a lot of their players. But yeah, they wouldn't shut up about that. Um, I was looking through some of the, the games there. Senegal, that was a terrible, that was a great France team. European and world champions. And they didn't even score a single goal during that tournament. Did they suffer because of that Champions League Big time um, Zidane, double group stage. Of course he did. I mean, Sudan had got all the way to the final, and you know yeah. he scored that wonder goal against Bayer Leverkusen in two thousand and two. Um, you know United had got to the semis against Leverkusen, had thrown it away. Really, Liverpool had got to the quarters before that as well. You know, after those two uh, group stages. So I mean, come on. I mean, Portugal, one of the great, didn't even make it out of the group. One of the best teams yeah. in the world. Holland didn't make it because of us. Um, it was missing, it was a serious lack of star power, and the stars that did make it, other than Brazil, didn't really have an impact, to, to be fair. Zidane, with his leg taped up, I think he didn't He didn't play, I don't think. I could be wrong here, lads. Martin, you might remember better than me. I don't think he played till like, literally the third France game. Yeah, he didn't play the first couple. He didn't no, play the first couple, yeah. And he wasn't fit uh, for the third game. And France had the top goal scorer in England with Henri, France with um, uh, Cissé, he would end up with Liverpool, and Italy, um, Trezeguet at Juventus. <laughs> Couldn't manage yeah. a single goal. I mean, it was yeah. oh, it was a real dirt that, of... That, that Portuguese team as well. Not just, Sorry to bring it back now, but obviously I'm a bit biased. But that was one of the... That's probably one of the best Portuguese teams ever assembled. Like, I mean, that that team would have hammered the... It would have hammered the 2016 team, the one the Euros. Like, you would Vigo, you would Rui Costa, you Paleta. Like they were, they were a phenomenal side, and I mean, they, they they lost to the U.S. They lost to um to South Korea. Martin, you were you were you in South Korea after that game or during that game? Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was it was during that game. We'd obviously after Ireland had qualified, spoiler alert, um for the next round, we set off to uh to South Korea and we arrived in to yeah Seoul um and around that kind of plaza, the central plaza, which is iconic. If you look back on photos of that World Cup, you just see you know thousands of uh, South Korean fans in the red shirts, and it was just "Be the Red." I think was written on it. That's all it said, or something like that. And um, I thought it was more pink. It was. I'll tell you what. It was. Um, it was an oh, unbelievable fight. And they, um, we were kind of wanting to watch that match, and we'd been around the Irish team hotel during the day and stuff like that. I mean, it was. It was. 
unbelievable uh, to kind of be there for it. You could just see the crowd kind of slowly filling for this square. We've seen their games and this was this was it really. They had to get this result of that night. And we found this little bar and we kind of squeezed into it and they let us in. Um, but they fought kind of they fought with our kind of wet, obviously Western accents and, and look that um, we, we just kept showing our island shirts because we brought these red shirts um, to kind of fit in with the crowd basically and be part of this kind of amazing night they were going to have, hopefully. And uh, we, we wanted to see the game. We weren't going to be able to see it in the square, to be honest, even though people stood there. Um, so we want to see it a bit more close. And we got into this bar, let us in. We kind of showed that we were Irish fans, let us in, because they thought we were American. They weren't really wanting us there at all. And by the end of it, drink was coming over to us and everything, because we just got behind them and learned all their songs. Unbelievable. And afterwards, we just ran out into the square and everyone was just going ape shit. It was fantastic. And, you know, just they had this kind of really well-coordinated kind of party. And then at the end, it kind of just... Um, we showed that we were Irish fans. We had like the Irish shirts on the show then and they were just really welcoming then as well. And we kind of joined in with them and then we ended up like just, it kind of just naturally went to a kind of lull around whatever time it was. Not like early hours in the morning or anything. It was just, it just kind of went to a lull, a bit quiet, quietened down. And it was like, literally, look, you've had your party now, go home. <laughs> and it was just coordinated, like cleanup. Unbelievable. Never seen anything like it. And, uh, and you wouldn't know the next day that it would that had been the host of this, this host venue of this amazing kind of party the night before. I don't think they could really believe it, but a yeah. brilliant achievement for them to do Probably that. Probably fuck them after North Korea if they didn't comply. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah. it's like it's like when North Korea qualified in um 2010 and Jesus, they were weren't they afraid to go back to himself you know <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely brilliant but i mean even the songs i mean i, I mean i know we, we, we'll cover it on, i think one of the other episodes with the, the fan series we're going to do um on it but um because there's a song and i have to get the words right and i, I well we'll try and sing it on it but um yeah it was just amazing and they just loved us there because it was just amazing just to be part of that kind of thing with them yeah it was phenomenal because they'd never won a world cup game and and their first win was um was the game against Poland, 2-0 win. So funny kind of background. I, I might have mentioned this in um, maybe not a World Cup-related episode, but maybe a, something Irish-related. But Gus Hiddink, obviously, was the South Korean manager. And South Korea were, you know, they, they were by no means a, a strong outfit at the time. Like, they played in played in Asia. They, they generally performed okay in that. But they were considered a very physically inferior team. So what Hiddink did the year before... He'd organized loads of friendlies against some of the best teams in the world. There was none of this, you know, playing the Asian teams or playing um, weaker opposition. He put them up against the, the toughest pop, uh, opposition possible. And then he really went heavy on the, the strength and conditioning. And then as a result, they were just so well conditioned and so well drilled. And now, if you watch South Korea back now, we're obviously going <laughs> to touch on a, another aspect of... Um, of South Korea's success, but if, if you watch them, they're very swashbuckling. Like they're they're a small but a very powerful team, and it's yeah. just all out attack. Like it's it's almost like watching, you know, a Liverpool or a Man City now. It's just all out attack. It's fearless. There's no kind of you know, there's no conservative footballer. There's no kind of underdog mentality. They're just going for it. They're go, they're just going all out. I mean, a lot of those players got moves, didn't they? Like, I mean, Ji Sung Park. Um, I think he scored against the the winner against Portugal and. You know, he was one of the breakouts from from that tournament. And I think, you know, a couple of their older players who were coming towards the end of their career got into the, the team of the year or team of the the tournament. So, you know, they 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 did excellently in Japan as well. So I mean they they topped their group. Um, you know, they drew with Belgium and they beat Russia and they beat Tunisia to go through. I remember Janichi Inamoto, if you remember him, lads. Uh, yeah, he was with Arsenal for a while and and played for for Fulham. So so they um they progressed as well, and 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 they were kind of the the other talk of the tournament. So again, a, a tournament of underdogs. So we kind of moved into the the knockout phase, and just to just to read out the teams who just for the, the younger listeners, the teams that actually made the knockout phase. Um, just after losing it there, all right, have it back there. So Germany, Paraguay, Mexico, the USA, Spain, Ireland, South Korea, Italy, Denmark, England. Uh, Brazil, Belgium, Sweden, Senegal, Japan, and Turkey. So sadly, we went out. Uh, we will be covering that. We went out to Spain on penalties, um, having gone through the group stage. Uh, as I said, we're going to cover that. So we're going to we're going to focus on the other teams, I suppose, at the moment. But the the standout game comes back to our friends, the South Koreans, doesn't it? The two one win over Italy in extra time. What do you remember from that, lads? That that was a that was a dodgy affair, wasn't it? Giovanni Trapattoni, of course, was, was Italy manager. 
was going to say, um, I remember just laughing. <laughs> Take that for Scalacci, you bastards. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I have never forgiven them. Um, they made me cry in 1990. Um, so, yeah, it, although to be fair, no seriousness, yeah, it was pretty... There was a couple of shocking decisions, I remember. Didn't um, the guy that scored the winner, didn't he play for Palermo, didn't he? And they actually yeah, fired him. Yeah, Perugia, yeah. And, Perugia and Young Juan, yeah. Yeah, and he fired him. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's what you do. I mean, I, I think it's hilarious if, if there was match fixing going on because, you know, Italy's record is just pristine <laughs> when it comes to the old match yeah, fixing. Yeah, squeaky clean. Squeaky, squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Yet again... They were probably some of the Italian clubs around that time. They were still a force, weren't they? So they were probably yet again suffering with the fatigue, and you know they got a little bit of bad luck against them. That's foot. Look, that's football. It happens, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And of course, they go into the second round, then don't they? Um, against Spain, which we'll, we'll chat about in a second. But apart from that, like there wasn't there wasn't a huge amount of upsets, was there? I suppose Senegal beating Sweden in extra time that was a big one because, of course, their their first World Cup performance. And um, you know, going straight to the quarterfinals after that. Um, Germany progressing, USA progressing, Spain sadly progressing ahead of us. England uh, running out three 0 winners over Denmark and their game. Brazil uh, progressing yeah, they, over Belgium and then England, Turkey. In, England were really comfortable, weren't they? I think they even they were three 0 up in yeah. the first half. I think that's yeah, battered them. Yeah, and then to, just the last one there. So Turkey um knocking out Japan, and th- there was a wasn't there some someone stabbed after that match? As far as I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that. God. Yeah, I think there was. Someone was definitely killed. I don't know if they were Japanese or Turkish or where they're from, but there was definitely um yeah, someone was definitely killed after that match, sadly. So into the quarter. So Germany, USA, Spain, South Korea, England, Brazil, and Senegal, Turkey. So um, I suppose just to kind of rule a couple of them out. So Germany knocking out the US, who've been one of the surprise packages, and the other surprise package, I suppose, uh, Senegal knocked out by Turkey. Um Brazil, England, we might, might as well take this one first before we go go back to some more match fixing. So um, England taking the lead, didn't they? Michael Owen, that, that was like the crack of dawn. That, that's another one that was watched in school. I remember watching it yeah. as I was having my breakfast at home. And then when I went into school, the same teacher had the game on, you know, had the game on in, in the classroom. But um, probably remember for that Ronaldinho free kick and that David Seaman howler. Were you devastated, Martin? I was no. I remember. I remember being back now. I remember working in the pub my mum and dad had at this time. So I remember coming, just arriving back basically from from the World Cup and being absolutely like jet lagged and wrecked after. To be honest, a few three weeks on the piss. Um, but I had to go to. I remember getting up and going to the pub because we opened like half seven in the morning for this match and Jesus. watching. I was fucking delighted, obviously, with what happened. <laughs> but um, you know, it was obviously full of England fans in London um, watching it, and yeah, they reacted. Some of them. I mean, this is, remember, this is half seven in the morning. And I remember we had a customer, England fan, rip a, uh, you know, hand dryer off the wall. So you've, I don't mean that's drink related. It's not like you're off in the piss, is it, all day? And then you've maybe can excuse that kind of behavior after watching your team and you've had 10 points. Not that you can ever really excuse it, but this was at like nine o'clock in the morning. He's obviously going off to fucking work, I think. And that's what his reaction was. I mean, it was, a, it was a decent game. You got to remember Ronaldinho got sent off in that game as well. Yeah, um, but yeah. I mean, a player who I think in this World Cup is often overlooked as having an unbelievable World Cup is Rivaldo. He was just on fire. He he actually got Ronaldo got a lot of goals in it, um, and was obviously top scorer. But Rivaldo got them going an awful yeah. lot of games. He got them out of trouble. And you know, I, I know it's interesting you mentioned as well with Turkey. They had them in the group earlier. It was a really good game, that one. Yeah, they just uh, scraped past on. them, didn't they? Yeah, and Turkey were a threat to them, but you know, just Brazil were just resilient and their squad is, was just unbelievable. And it, all their big players actually turned up and played very well in most of the games and scored it, key goals for them. He got broken up as well in that Turkey game, didn't he, Rivaldo? He got an awful whack and he went down and got the Turkey <laughs> player sent off. Yeah, that's oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's when we forgot to mention. Yeah, so just anyone not familiar with that, Rivaldo, <laughs> um, it was a corner for Brazil, wasn't it? And the, the Turkish player kind of lashed the ball at him. And I think it hit him in the knee, but yeah. he went down holding his face. And I think the Turkish lad got sent off. But yeah. after the World Cup, um. Ronaldo got a massive fine, didn't he? And he got, he got some kind of international ban as, as a result of it. So that, that was actually a big deal at the time. One, one I forgot there. Do you know what I always had to laugh at Brazil, right? 
as some of the South American countries, uh, probably I'm probably gonna um, fight a little bit close to the wind. You know when you see them and they're like, oh yeah, Jesus, and you know they're so religious, and you have the crosses out and yeah. I live for Jesus, and all so and yeah, haven't been haven't haven't been to mass since they were about seven. Like. Yeah, <laughs> some of, like some of our, our most diving <laughs> bastards you ever come across, you know, and you got like and they're fucking kicking lumps out of each other and all that, you know. I just always found that really really funny. Some some from three though. I mean, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Rivaldo. I used to, used to get confused on that as a kid, but I mean that was oh, Jesus. I mean, obviously incredible. we're gonna we're gonna cover them. Um, in a bit more depth uh, later on, but I mean, Jesus, yeah, they're um, yeah, phenomenal team, and and you know, it, whenever I pick, whenever people say, "What's your all-time uh, eleven that you've seen?" and you know, a lot of them Brazilian lads certainly get into it. So the other quarterfinal match, the final quarterfinal match, a little bit more alleged uh, match fixing again. So uh, Spain are conquerors, sadly, uh, played out a nil-nil draw with South Korea and had about seventeen disallowed goals. Um, in the build-up to that, uh, losing on penalties eventually, something that we we didn't manage to do. Um, what are your memories on that one, lads? It was it was a it was a if the if the Italy one was strange, this one was very very bizarre. Oh, I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Take that, you bastards!" That's what you get for knocking us out. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I mean, obviously, if I was Spanish, I would have been absolutely raging. I mean, I'm still banging on about the Thierry Henry goal. <laughs> this is worse. Yeah, this or, is probably ha- worse. Handball. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> fucking Spain were robbed blind. But uh, they did knock Ireland out. So, sorry, lads. Tough shit. Yeah, my, my overriding feeling with this is that, you know, we would have been playing them if we'd got past Spain and what, what could have been, basically. Because I think we had a lot of momentum behind us and we were only getting better in the tournament as we went along from our results. That, that tells you that. Um, and our performances as well. I think Mick had found a settled team by then. And if we'd have got to play them, I think there was a lot of goodwill with Ireland as well. It, you know, I think, you know, we, we were, we we're always classed as kind of the underdog as well. So it would have been an interesting kind of approach to the game to see a host nation against us and, you know, we could have nicked it against them. I think. I think we were better than them. I know they were physically, like you said, Nick. Very good point. I think on that that you know he had them proper drilled, and that's what a lot of these managers do who ho- ho- have the host nation because they might not be technically as good, but they get them really, really fit, and they give them you know proper competitive games in the build up, and that's what you know you can look at it now. That's what Qatar clearly did recently with Ireland. <laughs> yeah. You know, by playing us, that's what their approach is going to be. Yeah. But um, you know, I think. Um, yeah, it's uh, what could have been big, big regret for me that, you know, we could have gone on and, and had them. But how sickening would it have been if we got screwed? Oh, yeah, exactly. We Well, we'd imagine. I, don't, I think we would have let it go, though, if we'd been screwed like that. We're not like that, are we? No, we don't <laughs> hold on to it at all. <laughs> it's funny because South Korea is almost the same shape as Ireland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, Nick. War. War. Or yeah, yeah. Um, no. It is though. Look at up, lads. Look at all quickly there. So the so well, Korea is nearly the same shape as Ireland. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I have to agree with Martin there. I, the, I, and actually, if we ever post anything up there um, about the 2002 World Cup, people always say we could have won it. I don't think we could have won it, but we could have got to the final or the semis or whatever. Um, we were fit as fit as South Korea, but we were man for man, pound for pound. A better team than South Korea. Better, you know, we had a spine of a t- like great goalkeeper. Defense was dodgy, and let's be honest, it was dodgy. Stan Stodden should not be a central defender. Yeah. Um, but we had, you know, central midfield was fine. The the forward lineup was fine. It, it, we 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 had quality in the right area. So yeah, it, it, it that really is a missed opportunity. That, that's one of the missed opportunities because of. The, at that point, it was our weakest, by far our weakest side to go to a major tournament, which I know is outraged when you think about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when you consider all of the other teams and the drag factor they have with their fitness and all the you know the top players are walking wounded because of the incredible amount of football that they played, it's a real opportunity missed, I think, for us. Absolutely. So on to the semifinals. Lads. So Germany taking on South Korea, Brazil taking on Turkey. So two favourites and two underdogs. Just remember, lads, that German team, uh, wasn't a 5-1 they lost to England in the qualifiers, so they yep. were under a lot of pressure. 
And I think I'll just check the rankings there quickly. They were ranked um, 11th. Brazil were second. So, I mean, they're not, not that there was no expectation for them to go to the final, but they certainly exceeded um, exceeded how a lot of people thought they get on. Yeah, the Germans were good in this, to, to be honest. I mean, I know they had that 8-0 game and that was the one where oh, we're back. Close, close, closer came to the attention. And uh, Balak was a top player at this time as well. Yeah. Um, and he was their main talisman, I thought, anyway. Um, and... Yeah, they, they were good. They were very solid, weren't they? Like Oliver Kahn in goal. Very, really good, solid side. And, you know, the Germans, I know it's cliched, but when they get to World, World Cup, they're a machine, aren't they? Can just go through the motions. They had some good results coming through the group. Isn't and right? stuff, I think. Am I right for thinking, though, Martin, that Klose didn't score? He scored five goals, but he scored them all in the group stage. He didn't score a single one. Yeah, in the yeah that's goal. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking chancer. I know. What, what an imposter. What an imposter, yeah. Miroslav Klose. <laughs> I mean, like he eventually. I mean, he eventually won the thing, but I mean, it, it, you know, one imposter. So Germany, of course, um, knocking out South Korea. So no, no match, uh, no alleged, sorry, alleged match, match fixing there. So one uh, nil win. Michael Bollock, um, ended up getting suspended for the final, didn't he? And Brazil, um, scraping past Turkey for the second time of the competition, a one nil win. So setting up a final, um, Germany against Brazil, and just a little one. So the third place playoff. Uh, South Korea losing two or sorry three two to Turkey, but um, what is the little bit of trivia attached to that game, lads? One of the, fa- the fastest goal, fastest goal in World Cup history. Yeah, Hakan Suker, of course. Yeah. Um, of course, Ireland fans are very very familiar with. So uh, just a just a, another little bit of trivia. We we love it. We love a fun fact, don't we? Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember the goal. I mean, I, I don't even remember really much in that to be honest. But um, yeah, you, I mean, do you remember when they played because? Brazil knocked out Turkey, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, was it, I think Ronaldo was on the ball around, or whoever's on the ball, and about 10, literally eight or nine of their outfield players actually were trying to run after this guy and get the ball off, and they all ran. It was like school, it literally was like schoolyard football. I yeah. just remember that visual, and they were trying to get the ball off. And it could have been Ronaldinho or it could have been Ronaldo. I can't remember. I think it was Ronaldo, yeah. No, yeah. it was Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldinho would have been suspended one day and ran after. It was just like, oh, yeah. wow. I was, I, I, yet again, nothing against the Turkish people. Lovely, lovely people. <laughs> I, I thought, but, lay the foundations uh, there, Dave. But yeah, I'm just saying, right? I've loads of Turkish friends. No. Um, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> War. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I've never forgiven them. Um, yeah, okay. I haven't forgiven him. Oh, either. Yeah. I know you're going to say. And the shite that went on there for that playoff. So I wasn't very happy they got to... Um, Should have been our throw-in. <sighs> that was... Fel- it was more that the was assaults. It was more the, no, it's the assaults after, wasn't it? I mean, Cascarino's still banned. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Conley, did he get sent off as well? I mean, they were just fucking scum. I'm just going to say, as it is, as a footballing nation, at that time, that was their reputation as well. They, they were... The fans were horrible. That yeah. they weren't. They Rotten had the dark arts down to a to a T. Yeah, didn't like um, that shit. And, so, the, and Star TV, do you remember wanting something like four million dollars from yeah. Hold, from RT to ransom? Yeah, from four million dollars from RT. That's like their decade budget of the nineties. Tuberty Tuberty's wages probably now. <laughs> well, probably is now. Just, yeah. Just to our just to our large uh, cohort <laughs> of Turkish listeners, please send your hate tweets to to Prendy Rebel. Um. <laughs> Still can't get that right, can he? I know, exactly. <laughs> you do real, you do realize in doing it on purpose. You do yeah, realize exactly it's protecting just, oh, protecting geez. our young man. Yeah, yeah, like you would never reveal that was at Prendy M at all. <laughs> oh, GDPR, GDPR oh, breach. Jesus. There you go. Right, lads. The final. So Germany against Brazil. Um, Brazil running out two 0 winners. A couple of significant things. Another fun fact because we love fun facts. Oliver Kahn was only beaten by one other player in this competition, and that was our very own Robbie Keane. So until he conceded the 67th minute goal to Ronaldo, he hadn't conceded um, since Robbie Keane's 90th minute equaliser. So, you know, very impressive record. Oliver Kahn was some machine, though, wasn't he? He was just um, just all action, wasn't he? He was probably, like, as I said, my all-time 11s of, of, of all time, Oliver Kahn would be the goalkeeper. He was just a monster of a man, so athletic. The, the mutton chops were were just um, majestic. Um, unbelievable keeper, wasn't he? Yeah, very uh, excellent goalkeeper. Remember him in my France 98 um, sticker album, which I never completed. <laughs> I never completed any of his sticker albums. And I remember, I think it was, was it Andres Kopke was the... Uh, yeah. Yes. He, he, he was yeah. Chelsea, was he? Or? 
fucking knows. But remember, he was the main guy, but he was an elf. There. And I remember just thought of Rakan go, my God, he's a he's an odd looking chap. He is, you know, you know, I was a kid. Oh, like, yeah, looking at it. And then he's got you know. that Willem Dafoe <laughs> kind of look to him, doesn't he? I remember him smoking. I think he had a mallet at one time, didn't he? Near enough as well. He, he had, yeah, he did actually. And he was so German looking, it was incredible. But he was actually, I remember him. <laughs> Send your hate tweets to Brandy Rebel. <laughs> <sighs> to our German listeners. Um, I know, I love the Germans. Great, 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 great bunch of lads. Um, but I remember just sitting there and he was on the bench uh, with a cigar. And he gave like the two fingers up to the camera. And only they were going past. I was like, you're a 2000. Or woke up ninety eight, but I remember I just remember that from the sticker album. Did you know that Shay Given actually gave uh, Oliver Kahn some advice, which Oliver Kahn did not heed, and he said for that final because it was piss and rain, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, he told him don't try and catch the ball, palm it away because of the fever nova, and in fact that he made he made a howler, didn't he, in the final? Yeah, 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 yeah. for the goal, yeah, for the first goal. And here's another bit of tribute to, uh, for you, you gentlemen there. Did you know that I had Germany in the sweepstakes? And I watched it with my mate Frank, um, who actually had Brazil in the sweepstakes, and I was yeah. gutted. It was 100 euros. Do, I should do, have you know, do you know who I had in our school sweepstakes? Roy Keane. England. <laughs> Brazil. Oh. oh so, yes. so here's a funny one for you. So my, um, my old teacher, M- Mr. Morton, if he's listening, he's not. He's not German or... Um, who else do we offend or Turkish? But um, I, I met him recently. It was actually it was actually through work. Um, met him and I said, it's 20 years ago since um since I won that sweepstakes, and I never got the money because there was 33 people in our class. <laughs> and I think, and there was um there was but it was gas because there was a girl who had a French exchange student with her, and she had to share her country with the French exchange girl. Guess what country the French exchange girl got in the in the sweepstakes that she had to share? Senegal. Ireland. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I won that and I never got the money. But I mean, that money's probably depreciated by now anyway. But We, we yeah. did also say there that Irish people don't let anything go. So that just sums that up there, Nick. Well, I'm, <laughs> 20 I'm, years well, old. I'm, well, I'm Portuguese. So You're sending I'm. a lot of hate there. I'm going to send my hate tweets to Mr. Morton and Prendy M. Yeah. What, what, um, what, was, what was the, the amount? Well, it was a euro each, so 30, 30, well, just remember the extra person. So 34 euro with the teacher and the French exchange person. That's a, That's a lot of money. That's a I'm lot gonna, of money for a 10-year-old. I was going to say. Gonna up, I'm going to set up the Just Given page now. Uh, like anyone listening, <laughs> help Nick out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give him, give him a he score. Actually, do, you know, do you know what he actually said to me? This is, a, this is literally two, about two months ago. He goes, I'll buy you a pint. And I was like. I need I need the cash. I need the cash, even if it's about eight euro. But that final itself, lads, um strange one. Like as you mentioned, Dave, it was in the rain, the, the Oliver Cam mistake, but it was it was kind of um it was redemption for Ronaldo, wasn't it? after yeah. the France ninety eight final. Do you remember what happened to him in the France ninety eight final? Do you remember do you well ale- alleged allegedly? Allegedly. Yeah, he I remember I actually remember the France 98 final. I watched it specifically on ITV because it was Brian Moore's last game, actually, I I believe, because you know every town showed it. Now you probably wouldn't remember this because you're about four at the time, Nick. But um <laughs> yeah, um, not far off. No, no. Uh, I remember he wasn't in he was initially not included on the team sheet. And I watched the bill from BBC. I remember Jimmy Hill talking about this and we're saying now the, the manager of Brazil can't remember his name off the top of my head at the time, 98. Oh, oh um, no, I can't remember, 98 guy. I know Scalari was the 2002 old yeah, guy. Ara- Aragonis or something like that? Yeah, he was very old, whoever he was. I just oh, remember. Oh, he was a very old guy. I remember, you know, there was like, oh my God, Ronaldo's not included. What's, what's happening? And he wasn't on the team sheet and this, this was just massive news beforehand. And Jimmy Hill says, look, you know, something's probably just been a row or it's a mistake by an elderly manager. You know, typical Jimmy Hill, always logical. <laughs> no, he was. Like, I, I, I actually say that with, with genuine. Um, like, he's I love mentally, like he's mentally ill or something. Jesus. <laughs> no, but like, well, Jimmy Hill was actually um, he was brilliant. He, he was so far ahead of his time. Like he, he was really Jimmy Hill was, was amazing. I know he gets a bit of stick because of the France 98 with the Romania lads and they all. Um, they all uh, dyed their hair blonde, didn't they? And he was actually making a case that actually will help a team play better because you can see the blonde guy out of Konya Rai. 
when you're running and they all kind of looked at him like he was crazy but you know anyway i digress and uh yeah allegedly didn't he had a he had a fit or something like that i i, I don't allegedly know. yeah allegedly yeah. had a fit and allegedly also nike were like get him on that fucking pitch i don't care what state he's in and he was in bits and that obviously completely disrupted the momentum of that team in france sure I think it was a 3-0 win, wasn't it? Uh, Zidane got yeah. two headers and Petit scored. Petit, yeah. And got yeah. sent off, I think. Petit yeah, got that's sent right. off, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So this this was redemption for Ronaldo. And Ronaldo was sparkling for that World Cup. I mean, he was incredible. And then four years later, he produced it again. You know, it's very rare you get a player that is brilliant at back-to-back World Cups because that four-year gap to hold that, to be that good a player... Yeah. For that amount of time, and Ronaldo was phenomenal. Even after the 2002 World Cup, I I couldn't stand them because of the night guards. Do you remember the night guard in the uh, for France '98 in the in the airport? Oh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the airport yeah. one. Yeah, I could I couldn't stand any of that shit. Like it just so I was like I don't like him. But he was a phenomenal, uh, brilliant player. So I look back, I was delighted he got. He, he deserved that. He deserved yeah. this moment. Gold, golden boot as well. Nice. It's funny because I, I, I always just assume, well, no, I know this sounds very silly because obviously Ronaldo was the kind of the player of the tournament, wasn't he? But I mean, um, I always assume Close got the the golden boot there, but no, it was, yeah. it was Ronaldo. Close got five. I think Ronaldo got six or seven, didn't he? Seven, I think, yeah. Yeah. His biggest got, total. I think yeah. got eight, I think. Two in the final. Yeah, he got eight. Oh. Yeah. So that, that was his highest because he, he always had high totals in the World Cup, didn't he? Oh, yeah. But it, that was his highest, yeah. and 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 the actual player of the the tournament was Oliver Kahn. Yeah, um, you know, so just just to, even just to go through, they might as well go through the awards while we're on it. So Kahn getting the Ashen Award as well. So of course the goalkeeper of the the tournament and the best young player was uh, Landon Donovan. So no, he's not uh, not Irish, <laughs> American. He was only about twenty at the time. He, he was kind of the I think he was with Bayern Munich at the time. Everton uh, eventually didn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, he was a great little player. But um, yeah, he got the Young Player of the Year. The the FIFA Fair Play Award went to Belgium, and the most entertaining team, um, for alleged uh, <laughs> match fixing. How many joke? Uh, South Korea. They 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 did play phenomenal football. To be fair, and just a few kind of standout players like the the All Star team. I mean, that's very American, isn't it? But just I'll just read them out. So you had Oliver Kahn and Rusty Rekber and goal. So Rusty Rekber of Turkey. You'd Sol Campbell. He had a great tournament. To be fair, him and him and Rio Ferdinand, Fernando Hierro. So he was Spain's captain. He used to take all the penalties. Uh, Hong Myung Bu, who was this uh, South Korean centre half. Alpai, Jesus, that is an obscure one. Remember him, Alpai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roberto Carlos, so they were the defenders. The midfielders were Michael Ballack, so of course he missed the final, didn't he? Claudio Reyna, another, like, <laughs> the fact Claudio Reyna and Alpine made the team of the tournament says a lot. Then you'd Rivaldo, uh, Ronaldinho, and Yu Sang Chul uh, from South Korea. So he was kind of a, a veteran with the team at the time. And then up front, El Haji Juf, uh, Miroslav Klose, Ronaldo, and Hassan Sass of Turkey. So. <laughs> So, like, if Alpai, Claudio Reina, and El Hadjidjouf, Jesus, like, they weren't even uh, weren't even top Premier League players. Uh, Gas I mean, looking back, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, Duff was a was amazing as a Spanish team, and how he and yet again, it's a whole Irish thing, isn't it? You know, getting overlooked. Damien Duff when he finally went out on the left wing, when Mick finally played him in that game on the left wing where he should have always played. Um, he was phenomenal. He tore Spain to shreds. Probably the, probably the move, probably the match that really got the top clubs up to him and probably got his move um, a year later to Chelsea from Blackburn, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've read, I, I go back to what I said at the top of the podcast, Nick. It wasn't a great World Cup. It was very poor, actually, to be fair. Um, and, and it was, that's why all the top, that's why all the, Turkeys and your South Koreas and and all that did so well because let's be honest the the top teams the big teams you know Holland never even got there with their players and they had a credible side at that time you know we'd knocked them out we yeah. we were an excellent team we were we didn't we had a couple we had world class player and a couple of other ones in the making but we were phenomenal we were a superb team back then you know until Roy fucked the whole thing up um, <clears throat> for Ireland there was just so many players missing. You, you know, but if I'm correct, also, um, I don't think match at a tournament 
is actually awarded. But I know in some of the unofficial ones, Ireland, Spain was actually given match of the tournament. Now, really? Watched, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've watched it back. Um, it, oh, it was oh, a it great was, game. It was a smashing yeah. game. It really gets going from like later in the second half. Yeah. Like, like in the second from the second half, kind of halfway through the second half, and it gets going, and that extra time period, that extra half hour as well, is just phenomenal. It's just back and forth. It was a great, great game. That extra time period is probably the best football we've ever played. It was so good, you know, watching Ireland like Shea Gibbon roll the ball out to yeah. the fullback Steve or Finn, the yeah. But yeah, um, as I said, not a great tournament for me, not a patch on France 98, certainly not a patch on Euro 2000. A team, a tournament we should have been at. That was a phenomenal tournament, yeah. Euro 2000. That was brilliant. Um, so I was very disappointed with it because you know, France 98 was good, your you know, Euro 2000 was amazing, and this is like oof, a bit of a damp squib to be honest with yeah, you. So, the, uh, another thing we didn't really mention the golden goal, like it was the last competition to have the golden goal in it, and, and that did add a lot of um, a lot of spice mm. to it, didn't it? Because there was a good few games decided on that, you know. Do, like, do you know what he got rid of that? Um, it was actually a safety issue because um, I was really because basically when there is a when you work in spectator safety, basically the last five or so minutes they open all the doors, you know, for the end of the game, and people just leave, you know, and you make sure people don't come back in because you don't want to repeat of you know the Manchester incident, mm. um, but basically. The problem was with this, they couldn't plan it. So if the goal went in, they were like, oh, shit, open the doors quickly. And you couldn't you couldn't leave the doors open for a protracted amount of time for security and safety. So it was just like, shit, open the doors. And then it would just cause too much chaos. That was one of the reasons, anyway. I'm not saying it's wow. the defining reason, but, yeah, that was a, that was one of the reasons. Because I thought the golden goal was brilliant. I thought it was a great I idea. didn't like it. I never liked it. Why? I, I didn't like it. I just think it, it's a little bit like, in a way, VAR now kind of the opposite of our though you know like now you can't lose yourself and check it they actually took advantage of it if you look back to euro 96 when germany won i think mm. the goal was offside if you look back at it i think that and and yet the ticker tape will come down because it's a golden goal and they're off celebrating and it was basically given so it was just to do it as that i i didn't think it worked on that kind of concept because you, you couldn't have fergie time well we, we'd have been <laughs> successful with that a lot yeah we've been, been very successful with golden time, goal you know um, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. Well, nah. we, we did get a golden. Goal no, you never went to extra anyway. time. You, you you just played until you scored. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, that is that we yeah. did a golden goal before they even made it official. Yeah, it's called fairy time. The, the, yeah. Even the sound golden goal, lads. It it brings back the feelings I had in that Spain match. Just shitting it, you know, shitting it for half an hour. God, David Conley strike. Do you remember? I thought yeah. that was in. It just went past. I was like, yeah. shit. Jeez, yeah. you know what? Even being there, I, I can't remember that that was golden goal was even relevant then, and that's nuts, mm. isn't it? Because I just remember it just being an emotional wreck watching it. But yeah, I suppose it does bring the excitement of that that it's over. But you can have a few false dawns with that as well, then, couldn't you? And then you had silver yeah, goal, didn't they? Silver, silver goal, was something then they had as well. That if you scored first to two, had, was it? Or... Yeah, and you, silver goal if you scored in the first half or something. Yeah. You still had a chance to go back. Oh, it's a lot of show. No, I, I think the golden goal I thought was great. I thought it was a great idea. Um, <clears throat> it encouraged, you know, they were trying to get rid of penalty. Look, anytime you have a big penalty or a big game decided on penalty, especially like the World Cup final in 94, um, you know, there it always comes to, oh, where's penalties? The best way to sort it out. Always, it's so fucking obvious that's where we're going. You know, it's like when England failed to qualify for a tournament, there's like, there are too many foreign players in the Premier, you know. And I think that was, I thought it was a great idea. It was in the first match of Golden Goal was Ireland-Holland at uh, the playoff in 95. It was the first major game of Golden Goal at Anfield the, when we lost to Holland. <laughs> Holland didn't need Golden Goal there. They just tore us apart. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. Oh, but it would have been. Oh, you mean it would have been used? Yeah, yeah. The Golden yeah, it, Goal it, it, was it, available. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, that was the first uh, major game, you know, as a playoff because we were two worst um second place teams in, in our tournament um i thought it was a great idea great concept um obviously germany used it in euro 96 uh you, you say it was outside i can't remember actually but i do remember some controversy but no i, I thought yeah, the concept yeah. maybe it was a couple of tweaks i thought it was great it was very exciting very tense i mean you said you were shitting yourself that's yeah. great 
Yeah, yeah. Not, not if you actually did, that'd be quite comfortable for everybody <laughs> probably, around you. Probably did. I think I had a weak sphincter as a as a child, think, you know. Well, you I did, think, uh, did you go to a Christian brother? No. <clears throat> Mar- Marist, Marist, actually. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we are offending but, uh, everybody. I, I think I do remember that this is the first World Cup as well, that the, the squad supplies was increased in 22 to 23. Yeah, so he had three right. goalkeepers named. Um, again, it's interesting as well. You said about how good the stadiums looked. I think this was, it did look all sharp and nice. And this was, you know, we were basically having a different cultural experience, you know, going to Asia for a World Cup because the technology was going to, we were going to be amazed by it and blow our minds. And to be honest with you, it did because when we were there, that's the first time I ever seen a camera phone. I was thinking, what's people have throwing up their phones at us for? Yeah. Take the photos of us. And that was incredible as well. Um, culturally as well, we were kind of, everyone was kind of nervous of going there because we were thinking of oh, as a, as a, as a nation, is it that, that you, you don't want to offend our hosts and what you have to do. Um, okay, food you know, poisoning. Uh, yeah. And like, it was a little bit like that, but it, it was just, I think they just adapted to kind of Western culture a bit more than they ever did before. And were very, very welcoming on it. It wasn't a case of everywhere you go, you're bowing and stuff like that. And what you were saying, cause that, that was expected. And I remember the Irish tourism board done a big thing of, uh, you know, giving us T-shirts going out there that had, you know, and, and even booklets of guides, travel guides, basically, to say this is how you should behave, and what you should do, and what you should say, and how you yeah. say certain words. And it's it was it, it was, was, it, it, was like it, it was so aesthetic though, wasn't it? Like even the jerseys, it, it was there was something about that World Cup and the jerseys. It's almost like it was a it was a cornerstone <laughs> cornerstone moment where all the jerseys just got a lot fresher. Like those Nike jerseys were incredible. The Adidas ones with the <laughs> The double layer, like it was, it, they had they, the logo the on the sleeves, didn't they? As well, they, they did, yeah. And, and Cameroon, cool. and do you remember Cameroon had the the sleeveless one, and they had to get a had to get stitches, yeah, had to get, get, stitches, stitches yeah, on, had to yeah. get this a stitch on. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it, I, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a very enjoyable World Cup like that, to be honest, and and I liked all all that as well. Very commercial World Cup as well. You know, this yeah. is when FIFA really going out, obviously extending it to the to the world again. Um, but you know, like in the crowd, we're all drinking what would you would perceive to be there was no there was an alcohol ban in the stadium, but you're drinking out of the Budweiser cap cup, which I thought was just well, pretty, genius. Pretty, pretty good marketing. Um, team sheets were available in the stadium on A3. So they're, <laughs> they're brilliant. I must find a few of them somewhere in my yeah. collection. But um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I just remember there being lots of memorabilia as well around it um, with the logo and everything, even like jewelry and everything you could get, like little glass emblems with the logo, keyrings. They, they, I think it was even Swarovski uh, Crystal had, you know, they were an official partner. Hyundai, I remember being everywhere at it. Um, they just really went all out. It was a proper show. I thought, I thought, I thought it was a yeah. good World Cup. Favorite moment from it, lads? Ooh. Oh, it has to be Robbie Keane's equalizer. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, get your own moment, Martin. I'll what about the Matt Holland goal? Here's a hard one, lads. Here's a hard one, lads. Non non Irish, non Irish. Oh, um, France not scoring a goal. <laughs> I, remember, I actually remember uh, Johnny Bond. They, they had this World Cup thing, <clears throat> and uh, it was a bit like fancy football league. And he just goes, and uh, now uh, you know France went out, and uh, let's take a look at every French or something like that. You know, let's take a look back at all of France's goals, and he just. <laughs> Trying to sit aside and, yeah. and you know, everyone just started laughing. Didn't score, did they? Yeah. Now, actually, no, I had nothing against France back then. In fact, I had a 2002 World Cup, uh, French home and away. The away one was gorgeous, actually. Uh, I had Sedan on the back. I didn't know it until I took it out. I was like, oh shit, there's a name on the back of it. Um, not, I suppose it would have to be Italy going out. <laughs> I, yeah. sorry, Scalacci. <laughs> what about you, Martin? I kind of got. I just think there's a lot of iconic moments in the World Cup. Like the, the it's iconic the 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 Ronaldo's performances overall, and and the goal, and even the haircut was was iconic. Yeah, do you I remember that? that? That was amazing. Um, you know, all the you know the Beckham was the fo- poster boy of this World Cup. Him getting there, scoring that goal, um, massive thing. After obviously the stuff he'd have with Simeone in Argentina, that was massive. Um, I, I probably would go for the Ronaldo thing to be honest. I think just the fact that he he did the business. Do you remember the video? On it for the- do you remember the video of the young kid asking his dad to cut his hair like Ronaldo's? Like, oh, yeah, no problem, son. <laughs> he gave the fucking 2002 thing. <laughs> and the fucking kid was but, but here's 
here's one for you, lads. And this this kind of coincides with my favorite moment. So I was in Portugal on my holidays for the final, and I think we missed missed like the first few minutes. And we were we were in a place called Villa Mora down the Algarve, and we were we were staying a good bit away. But we went around to all the hotels to see if they were showing them because we couldn't get into pubs or anything. And eventually we got into this really fancy hotel and um, they had this big function room and it was full of Germans, full of Germans. And um, I remember actually we got chatting to a few kids like German kids and they were saying, oh, it was actually around the haircut. And they said, um, oh, if if it if a Brazilian child goes into a barber's and asks for that, they get it for free. But my big memory was obviously it was in Portugal and big, big um, Brazilian connection. As soon as we left the hotel after the full time whistle, all the streets were absolutely packed. Um, cars going past beeping, Brazil flags, Brazil jerseys, absolutely everywhere. It was incredible. And I mean, I, I couldn't have time. I mean, I was only 10 at the time, but, you know, my mum my couldn't have timed that holiday better because you almost felt like you're in real. It, it was it was amazing. And it just kind of summed up the whole thing. Like it, it was it was actually quite emotional, quite emotional, you know, but but amazing looking back. Yeah, no, I I really thought it was a good World Cup. I mean, even even looking at it, just the profile of the players like Ronaldo, obviously Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, they all performed. Carlos yeah. got a brilliant, fantastic goal as well. You even had like an iconic like referee for the final. Kalina was the referee. Kalina, yeah, with the crazy eyes. Yeah, you know, like and he how he managed the game. I think you just felt a little bit safer with referees then, didn't you? you used to think yeah. this this lad's not going to mess it up. He's gonna, you know, God, we've had some horrendous referees over the years in, in games. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as well, looking back at Spain with Ireland, you know, that, that it was a decent Spain side. You know, what they went on to achieve then, you know, yeah. within the next 10 years. Well, there's a big you know, bulk of that Real Madrid yeah. kind yeah. of squad, yeah. But um, but no, look, a, a phenomenal tournament. I think mixed kind of feelings. I think it's a fair point from you, Dave, about the, the Champions League. But I mean, certainly a colourful one and, and a memorable one and, and hopefully not the last one that we're ever in. So we're going to leave it there. And we will be back next week with more World Cup 2002 content but until then all the best and take care <laughs>